Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That's the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided women entrepreneurs who are ready to grow. I was lucky enough to chat with the amazing Sarah Cook about how to build the business you love by being you. Sarah is a life and business coach for aspiring and blossoming entrepreneurs, as well as ambitious career women ready to expand to the next level. She works with women who have a calling to a bigger purpose for their lives by helping them create lifestyle habits and routines that will support the life and business they know they are destined for. I had an absolute blast speaking with Sarah on this topic. Please enjoy. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Welcome, Sarah Cook. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm super excited about our topic. I think it is such a good one, you know, setting yourself up for success and building a business you love by being you. It is such a great topic because this is, I think, advice we hear often, but it's really hard to understand exactly what that means and how to implement that so it actually makes some results in your life, transforms how you show up for business. So I think it is a perfect topic, and I'm so excited to be unpacking it with you. Yes. I'm. This is something that um, I did the polar opposite of this for the longest time, and I'll, I'll talk about what that means, <laughs> I'm sure, as we go along. But really made life difficult. So well, <laughs> excited to share it. Perfect. Let's start there. So tell us about your journey to discovering your true self and how this changed your life and business. Yeah. So I think, um, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's still a journey. I mean, let me just say that. So I think every single day you're trying to figure out why am I here? You know, what's my bigger purpose? How do I want to do this? What's important to me? What's not? I mean, it changes constantly and it evolves. And I think you just get a little bit closer to it. And so, I mean, really where I first go is when I started my first direct sales business. So I was in direct sales for a little over five years. I started a direct sales business when I was in college. And I mean, I'm somebody that I follow direction very well, even though I'm very rebellious and entrepreneurial in that way where I kind of like to do my own thing. I also really want to succeed. So if I see somebody that's successful, I will basically model them (laughs) because if I want that, I'm going to do what it takes. And I, I look at that person like, oh, they have what I want. And so when I started this direct sales business, I really just looked to the people that had what I wanted. They had the freedom. They had the flexibility. They had the income that, you know. But then I wasn't happy. So, <laughs> so that was kind of like 
Oh, oh. Well, this is interesting. I did all the things. You know, I hit six figures and I walked the stages. It's so funny. The biggest accomplishment I ever hit in that business, I actually never even walked the stage or got recognized for because it was right as I was exiting that I finally hit the goal. Mm. And that was like the pivotal moment of just understanding that that's not actually what makes you happy, you know? Um, so that was really interesting because I'd worked so hard for over a year on this thing and I finally made it happen and then I I didn't care once it actually came. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting. So um, it's constantly this like coming back to what what matters to me and part of my journey as an entrepreneur, and again, I was like 20, so I really didn't even know much about myself, nonetheless, me as an entrepreneur. And just taking the time to, well, I had to have a breakdown first, you know, I was just, <laughs> I was just chasing and 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 working at all hours, you know, you and I had a conversation last week about boundaries, and I had none. I would answer texts at one o'clock in the morning from my team members and just all this crazy stuff. Because I was just so hungry and I was so scared to lose it, you know, and it was like, if I don't answer this text, my whole business is going to fall apart or if I don't do this or if I don't do that, everything's going to fail. I was so afraid to not have this life that I wanted. But then I realized this is not sustainable and this is not who I am. You know, I like to have time for other things. And also this isn't serving me not having any structure. I'm feeling totally stressed out all the time. And so that was kind of my window into it. But just as time has gone on, I've realized that, um, you know, it's important to just know things about yourself and and just work with them. So I, I do best in the morning, so I work in the mornings. And I'm going to completely change my business where I don't do evening calls anymore because they're kind of difficult for me. I, I'm not fully awake anymore past like 5 o'clock. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I'll say it's just, I think it's important because I'm sure there's a ton of ambitious women listening to this right now. Um, It's great that you're ambitious, but make sure that when you're looking to other things that you want to do because, you know, you want to go after something or be like somebody else, make sure that you check in with yourself and and ask yourself, like, is this really what I want to do? Is this in alignment for what's important to me? Because being ambitious, it's easy to just get carried away. Yeah. So let's talk about that modeling you were talking about. Because on the one hand, I think it can be inspiring to look up to women who are maybe a couple steps ahead of you or many steps ahead of you and look to them for inspiration, motivation, how they show up, how they do things. But what's the line between doing that and trying things that they're doing that just doesn't work for you and feels bad? Like, how how do you draw that line? I mean, for me, it just, I had to, I had to go do it. That's, I mean, I think everybody has to go skin their knee to figure things out. I always tell my clients, go skin your knee a few times, like, (laughs) because it's, I think that's how you learn either this is working, this isn't working, or that's also how you build confidence in something is just getting out there and doing it and, and feeling the pain of it essentially. Like, and that might sound kind of funny, but what I mean is, you know, if you're you're doing something new for the first time, you have to go do it and feel uncomfortable a few times to get comfortable. You also have to go do it a few times to see if it works for you. And so I think that's the line is just being very hyper aware of um, con- it, it's self-awareness. It's yeah. self-awareness. It's 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 don't get so busy that you're not taking time to check in. Like, am I happy? Is this working? What are my values? That was one thing that I really realized. Um 
you know, I've made the money, I've traveled, I've done all of the things. But my values are really spending time with my significant other, spending time with my my sisters and my friends. And I wasn't getting a lot of that mm-hmm. by modeling other people. And um, so I had to go, okay, so how can I take the parts that I like and, and leave the rest? Um, I see a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space really just looking to people, coaches and people on Instagram as their guru. And Tony Robbins says it best. I am not your guru. Nobody is your guru. So you have to just like take little pieces and design. You're smart enough. You can design your own own plan. Yeah. Amen. And that's why I always say that this podcast and what I'm all about is about the soul-guided growth, Mm -hmm. running the soul-guided business because your heart is in charge. It's the CEO. Yes. And absolutely, we learn from other people. We get inspired. But at the end of the day— the big decisions, the big visions, the big do I turn right or left here comes from within. It comes from the heart. Yeah, and you have to you have to build that muscle of trusting yourself. And I'm a coach. You're a coach. We believe in coaching. We believe in getting support. But I also think it's really important to build your trusting muscle and just make some of your own decisions. And they might work out and they might not, but that's how you learn to trust yourself. Absolutely. And it is such a build of trust. It's a muscle memory it takes practice. It takes going to the gym <laughs> yeah. to get stronger. Absolutely. So let's talk for a minute then about compare and despair. I think every entrepreneur has been there. My peers are ahead of me. Like I know in the coaching world, you know, you you end up um, getting certified with a group of people and then you all launch your businesses and you're like, oh, that person that I, you know, uh, got certified to be a coach with is farther along than me. Why is she farther along? Why aren't I there yet? And I think I would be surprised if there's any entrepreneurs who've never at least once had that feeling of why does it seem like other people are farther along than me? So how can we keep ourselves in check when we're comparing and despairing or trying to do what others are doing even when it's not working? Yeah, so I think I want I want to point out the problem here first. So the problem is is that there's a ton of programs out, and and the pro, the programs are not the problem. The problem is a facet of the a lot of the programs that are out there, which is kind of this cookie cutter approach, right? So a certification is technically let's all do this thing, and then we'll all be certified, right? Or a lot of masterminds are do this exact process, and you'll be a coach or you'll be successful. And that's just not how it works. And I say this because I've been part of groups where I realize that it, and I've I've led these groups too, where not every strategy works for every single person. And so that's I think where it kind of develops is we th- we're being taught in a lot of ways that there is a formula. And I just want to tell everybody there's not. And your life is more than just your. Your life is is a journey. And so when you detach from why am I not here already and really just look at it as like, oh my gosh, I still have years ahead of me. Like this is my journey. Like this is my my voyage. This is like the story that I'm in, you know? And then you kind of release the timeline. Like there's no timeline. It's just about exploration. But I think, and again, I'm not like putting down any of these programs because I've done them and I'll probably continue to do them. But I just think there's a fundamental piece of that where 
you know, if you're kind of teaching a process and then not everybody, you know, exactly has the same exact outcome from the process, then it makes us think, well, what did I do wrong? Did I not follow all the steps? No, it's just your story is different, of course, than everybody else's. And I think you just have to embrace it. It's it's so important to make sure that you are uh, taking time to learn who you are. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's been, this has been so difficult for me. And I, I think the reason why what's been difficult for me is is coming back to me and not comparing. Um, and I can tell you all the obvious things like unfollow the people, you know, that you're comparing yourself to. I think that helps. You know, I do. But I think that um, especially for you ambitious people that are probably comparing yourselves all the time, be ambitious in your in your journey to finding yourself. So get a therapist, you know, connect with a healer, go to yoga, get massages, get ac- <laughs> acupuncture, go to a chiropractor, hire, go to a meditation retreat. Hire a coach. Hire a coach. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think, why I've been able to get really more comfortable with myself is because as ambitious I am with my business and with my health and all these other things, I'm ambitious with um, the exploration of who I am. I love that. And that's really what it's about because once you get cool with like, oh yeah, this is this is what I'm this is what I signed up for. We can get real woo 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 here and I mean I'm all like I totally signed up for the spiritual journey that I'm on right now before I was even born. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're in the right place for woo woo. Yeah, so that's what um, we do here. Yeah, I mean I think it's like you can't keep just looking to everybody else for the answers. Yeah, I love that. Be ambitious with your exploration of who I am. That is a really, you ambitious women out there, I am one. Yeah, of course. And it's a blessing and a curse. Yes. Right? Yes. So I'm totally going to take that on. And I think it gives you so many permissions. I'm going to give myself permission to invest in a healer, an astrology reading. I'm going to give myself permission to meditate instead of working. I'm going to give myself permission to go to the gym or go on a nature hike because I'm ambitious here with exploring myself. And I'll tell you what, that's the stuff that actually helps you build your business is like going on the hike, meditating. It is unbelievable how our brain will tell us, no, 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 just sit at your computer and bang out a few more hours of work. No. And you struggle and it feels hard. And then you go on, say, I do nature hikes, and I go on one nature hike, and I just get an entire inspiration for something that just flows out of me All of a sudden, seconds. you have a book or a new exactly, podcast or exactly. something. Yeah, and I mean, I will now—I'm at the point now where I will always choose the nature hike, the yoga class, over working. If I'm feeling like it's not flowing, I, I go do my thing that will—I always tell my clients, they're like, how do you come up with content? How are you so consistent with your content? Because I'm consistent with getting inspired, which is I'm consistent with my hikes. I'm consistent with yoga. I love that. Yeah. I'm consistent on getting expi- inspired. inspired. Yeah. So it's not. That's so cool. Oh, I'm sitting down and batching content. No, I'm consistently <laughs> getting out there and living life and enjoying life. So good. So good. And another thing you alluded to about when you find yourself in cons- compare and despair, no, it's normal. Be easy on yourself. Just notice it's happening. And then another thing I do is I return to my why. Mm. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? It's so important. And it's really not to over-effort. 
It's not to make myself feel bad because my colleague has twice as many followers than me on my Facebook, you know, business page. It's because I really feel like I'm here to lead a movement for a deeper awakening on planet Earth. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so it's like, so it's the like, Facebook followers don't matter. They don't matter when you when you look at the higher spiritual reason as to why you're here, and that stuff melts away in importance. It's like poof, who cares? So that's just another great little tip when you find yourself in that space. Yeah. So Sarah, we often hear in the self helpery world we live in <laughs> to just be yourself. Just be yourself and it'll work, it'll all work out. But many of us don't really know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. We have many layers over ourselves for protection. Mm-hmm. So how can we start to remove those layers and discover what that true self really is? Oh, my goodness. So many things. I mean, I'm thinking of just kind of more action steps. Like, I mean, you have to take time for yourself. And I see a lot of people just... They're really stuck in the old ways of, well, I got to get this work done. I have to answer this client. That's fine. But you're going to stay in that cycle. You, Myself, my workout, my meditation, my journaling, my coffee, my quiet time comes before anything else always. Always. Like I do not care what's what's happening. I don't. And if I, you know, just feel like answering a message because I just feel like it, then I'll do it. But I, I have had to consciously choose that my my time for myself and my exploration of myself come first. And I think that's how you start to uncover that. Um, it's doing the work. It's knowing that I need something. And really what that looked like for me, like, oh, my gosh, probably three, four years ago, um, I was going through a lot personally. And I just, I didn't know how to deal. I really didn't. And I just was at my wit's end and my friend invited me to a hot yoga class. And before that, I had only taken yoga a few times and I I hated it. And I hated being hot. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) this sounds like absolutely (laughs) the worst thing ever, but I'll do it. And I went and I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And then I won again, and then I won again. And it was something about, it was a dark room, and the music was blasting, and it was just my way to escape all the stuff that I couldn't escape. And all the stuff that would get into my brain when I was just sitting at the computer for 10 hours straight. You know, because you're just, you're kind of idle, and that's when these thoughts can come in and and kind of start to really haunt you. And so I started going to yoga, and that was my first lead into like figuring out what the heck was happening in my world. Um, and I had a lot of stuff to work through and a lot of things to heal and a lot of things to figure out. And I think what you can do is just go, okay, I just, I need to do something and let me just, let me just pick something and go try it. Like, let me take a pottery class. Let me take a painting class. Let me go dance. I have a client who's dancing seven days a week now. She loves it. She goes dancing every single night. But you have to go you have to go figure out who you are. You have to go make time for it. And then it'll lead to the next. Like, cause you'll go to a yoga studio and they'll be like, oh, you know, have you ever been to a silent meditation retreat? Oh no, let me go there. And one thing leads to the next. But I think why a lot of us don't really know who we are is because we 
we live in a society that doesn't encourage that time and encourages going to your job and clocking in and clocking out and also staying over every single night and it's rewarded. <sighs> so busyness is rewarded. It means you're important. Yeah. If you're, oh, I'm just so busy. It like uh, societally, it it says that you must be important if you're busy. And uh, so this is just rewiring those stories, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's um just realizing like something needs to change. Mm-hmm. I think a thought that I've struggled with my whole life, even before when I worked, I used to work in government. And I was the ambitious type A mm-hmm. <laughs> who is always there light. And I drew my worth and being wit busy and mm-hmm. having a cool title. And that's where that's who I, I identified with, mm-hmm. talking about your true self. I thought that was me. My title was me. Yeah. My ambition was me. And that is something I've totally carried over into my my entrepreneurial world, you know, and it's something that I have to keep in check every day. Hard to let go of. It's super hard to let go of. So if you have that thing that just keeps coming back, hey, that's a normal part of the process. And it's that's a daily thing. You know, some of those stories that run so deep, it is it's just something that you keep working on. And in time, you're eventually gonna rewrite those stories. And I know one of my real thoughts was you have to over-effort to be successful. Mm. You have to like be to that point of working so hard. Mm. That's the mm. only way to get there. And so I, I continually, to this day, work with that thought. Yeah, and also don't beat yours. I have a lot of clients who are like, I just need to heal this. Why haven't I healed this? I, I kind of believe that you actually will never probably get rid of some of the stories and parts of you. And it's just more about honoring them and, and knowing that they're there and and like, now when I have these things come up for me, I'm like, okay, here we go. This yeah. is what you do. You have the freak out about this, and then you feel guilty about this, and da da da. And I'll just walk myself through like playfully the scenario. So don't. You, there's nothing to fix. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, be aware. Yeah. So tell us what. Tell us your process. So let's oh. say an old story. What's one of your old stories oh, that yes. comes back again and again? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have a story that everything's going to fall to shit. <laughs> That's a good Am one. Am I allowed to swear on here? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a story that everything's going to fall to shit. And um, I have this belief that I I won't be taken care of, even though I take care of myself now. And that comes from a lot of past real things and um i i just have a lot of fear that i'm going to mess it all up and that i you know this isn't really my life i didn't you know i just moved to maine like a week ago and we have this adorable house and we're completely furnishing it from scratch because we traveled for the past year and a half and i mean my life is so my life is so good and it's so fulfilling and it's everything I've ever wanted but there's just a lot of of wounds in my family around you know we just aren't those people we don't have the nice life we don't have the money we don't have the opportunity things don't work out for us um and we we used to joke about the cook curse if that gives you (laughs) 
Wow. (laughs) That gives you a peek into. So when everything's just going so well, but I'm used to drama and trauma, it's like a very too conflicting. Like everything's actually just always fine. Like a really good example was I got a letter from the county prosecutor of where I used to live. And um, I have a mail service because I was traveling full time. And so I don't actually get to, I get to see where the mail came from, but I don't get to open it up right away. And so I just see this letter from the prosecutor. And I mean, my mind starts going. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Why am I getting this letter? I'm like freaking out, freaking out because I have to wait like about a day until they open it. I try calling the prosecutor. He's not, you know, the office isn't open yet. I'm freaking out. Finally, I get a hold of the office and I find out that it's just an update on this guy that burglarized our house like three years prior. But why I bring this up is because I'm so used to there being issues. And um, if I would have, it was so funny because logically I knew I had done nothing criminal. (laughs) I knew this. You know, I even messaged my lawyer. I'm like, what is this about? She's like, did you do anything criminal? I'm like, no, but oh my God, I'm so scared. What's going on? God. These things run deep. And so, you know, I, I had a laugh about that, but that just shows the power of even like things that you experienced years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years ago. And that, that weren't even your actions. They were the actions of other people that you were around that can really affect you. And so now that was a, that was a pretty extreme example for me because that was very unexpected and just bizarre. But a lot of times um, when I have this come up, you know, like this idea of everything's just not going to work, what I actually do is I, I go to my boyfriend, and I think everybody should have a person like this, and I say, I just need to say this all to you, and I, I don't want your feedback. I don't want your coaching. I just need you to hear me. I know that this isn't true. I just am having, I'm going through my process. Like I, I, I just need to get this out. And I'll even say, you know, and I know everything's going to be okay, but I'm just freaking out, but everything's going to be fine. And, and then he'll just reassure me and, and that's it. And that's what I need. I think it's important to have people that you trust that aren't going to judge you and that are just going to hear you out because it's normal to have these things come back. And something that I also tell my clients is um, have your coping mechanisms. So, you know, some of my clients, like they'll binge Netflix or, you know, me, I just have this big freak out. Like whenever something's going wrong in my business, I have to call everybody under the sun, all of my friends and, oh my God, you know, I'm freaking out about this. And so I tell my clients, don't necessarily get rid of your coping mechanisms. Maybe just don't let them take as much control over you because it is exhausting to have to have this big emotional breakdown when things happen. And so now if I have something come up in my business or an old story comes up, I just talk to one person instead of calling 15 people, repeating the story, freaking out. That's kind of a lot of energy that I've I've done that. I don't need that much um, energy expended anymore. So If one of your go-tos is to, like, snack or one of your go-tos is to watch Netflix, let yourself watch the dang Netflix. Just maybe watch one episode instead of 25 episodes. So that's kind of – does that make sense? Like, totally Talk it out with somebody. Also be okay with the way that you deal with things. Just don't fall victim to it. Yeah. I love that. 
I love that so much. And it's being gentle on yourself and yeah. not beating yourself up. And you and I were at an event last week together where we were talking about healthy business boundaries. And we all picked cards from this card deck about crystals. And I picked Gabro, which is about intent. I'd never even heard of that crystal. I went out and bought one. Oh, so good. It's very beautiful. Good. And the intent, the message behind the crystal and the card was you know, your past is your past. It doesn't have to repeat itself. You get to decide. You get to intend your future. And it can look entirely different. I actually remember, I actually, you came into my head after that last week. You you said it so beautifully last week too. And I had a moment this week where I'm like, I mean, I was, I'm like thinking about where I came from and what I've experienced. And I had to say, like, it's not me anymore. Yeah. It's just not. I love that. It's hard, though. That's our identity. It is. And so Whether it be good or bad, it's what we feel our identity is. Yes. So it's just stripping that away. Yeah. And knowing you have the power to, like, look how much you've already intended, right? Yeah. And which is so different than the cook curse. <laughs> Yeah. And that you have this ability to keep intending. This. Well, and can I just say really quick, I, quickly too, what's been really helpful for me is just looking at, okay, this is probably where this story has come from for me, you know, and just acknowledging it and say, it makes total sense that I have these these fears or these insecurities. Just kind of acknowledging, I understand where this comes from. So important. And I have actually heard some coaches say it's it's doesn't matter why you do it, just to know that you do it. And to that, I say yes, and I think it can be so comforting to understand why a certain behavior comes up in your life. Oh, totally. Because you trace it back to something from your childhood or because this shows woo-woo, we trace it back to past lifetimes. Oh, totally. We bring all sorts of crap from past lifetimes. Totally. Sometimes it's incredibly helpful to have that frame of reference as to why we keep repeating the same Mm -hmm. stupid mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, that we perceive as stupid. Um, So, yes, I think it can be incredibly helpful to have that frame of reference. Absolutely. So let's talk about some tips or tricks (laughs) that you can offer to help the entrepreneur who wants to take down some of these layers, take down some of these showing up because that's how other people are showing up, and to really infuse that true self into their business. What would you tell them? I love that question. So I think, I mean, first off, what I would say is, is hire a coach like you or myself. (laughs) No, seriously, somebody that is not a cookie cutter coach um, or doesn't follow the, this is my system kind of thing. Um, Or even, you know, I have taught systems and I will continue to teach systems. But when I teach a system, I'm like, this is a framework. Like, how do we make, how do we take these basic principles and, and make it yours? Um, so I think it's actually important to have, I mean, I'm I'm such a I'm such a fan of getting a coach, just having someone to hold space for you to talk things through. I think that's really what it is, is you have to do some of the the self-exploration of what's gonna work for you. Um and then reverse engineer it. So what are you trying to create? What do you what do you want to accomplish? What's your end goal? And then let's go backwards. So how do we make this happen? And then 
how do you want to do it? In fact, the first time that we met, I don't even know if you'll remember this, but we met at one of your meetups and we were talking about marketing techniques that you don't love. And so many people had things that they were doing that they didn't love doing. And we're on the same wavelength of like, no, only stuff that you love to do. And so I just always ask my clients, like, when you're marketing, you do want to think about how do I get in front of a wider audience? You know, how do I give value? How do I have a way that they can connect with me and learn how to work with me? Essentially, you need to make sure your marketing contains those elements. But besides that, like, let's just have fun. Let's. And so my tip to you would be to start brainstorming that. Like, how can I get this thing out to people? How can I, how can I get in front of people? Um, what would be fun to me? And But you have to start from what's your end goal? What do you want to sell? You know, who do you want to sell it to? All of those things. Um, I also think that there's value in, you know, being an observer of how other people do things, but knowing when you're going down the rabbit hole or when you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have to do everything like them. Um and so just trying to have a healthy balance or even, you know, something cool that you could do is be like, I'm going to try this for 30 days. You know, I'm going to implement this thing that I see this other person doing for 30 days and then I'm going to evaluate and then I might try a different way. Mm. Um, so much of it is just not getting lost. People get lost in the cycle. This is what I do. You know, I actually got stuck in that recently where I'm like, well, this is just what I do. This is just how I run my business. I'm like, but I don't like running it like this anymore. And I really had to stop. And really who stopped me was my coach. She's like, is this even making sense for what you're trying to do? I'm like, no. (laughs) So I think it's like, it's committing again to the process of discovering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trying different things. You know, you probably are going to you probably are going to do things that you see other people doing and they're probably not going to work for you. And that's okay, but just know to constantly check back in. Yeah, and that, I think, gets back to that process of skinning your knee up. Mm-hmm. And the only way you know it won't work for you is by doing it and getting a bruise. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, I, I have so many people who are like, well, I don't, I don't like that. And I'm like, but how do you know? You've mm. never done it. And the other thing I tell my clients is it all adds up. So I don't... Momentum. Absolutely. I don't have a blog anymore. I basically, my content marketing is basically this podcast. But I've written probably 200 blog posts in my life. I don't, I don't share them anymore. You can't get them off my website. But were they all for nothing? Absolutely not. I mean, they all no. played a part. They all helped me go... Create the momentum. It's a great word. Go in the direction you want to go. So even if you go down a rabbit hole, then you're like, ooh, this feels bad. And maybe you invested some money, probably invested a whole lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's not for nothing. No, I agree. And I always say success is built with momentum. And my friend always says abundance. I love this. Regina Lawrence, shout out to you. Abundance needs a container to flow into. So if you're not doing anything and you're not like creating programs and you're, I mean, we're like, you can't expect the money to come in if you don't really have anything for sale and you're not marketing (laughs) and, um, but yeah, I, it's funny. People will be like, how did you grow your pure pure romance business to six figures? I don't know. I just did a whole bunch of stuff. 
Yeah. Really. I yeah. think it was just the momentum I built because I just kept going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you start to, with that, just keep going. You start collect evidence that, hey, I can do this. Exactly. I made two sales. I bet I could make four. Exactly. I made four sales. I bet I could make eight. Exactly. And that's really just recognizing yeah. like, oh, crap, I can do this. Yeah. And that that's really when it then starts to get easy. Yeah. Easier anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to do it. Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. Well, Sarah, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I've just – and you're very young. How old are you? 28. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm really attracted to – a lot of my friends are like 10 years older than me. And then I, I'm also attracted to young people like you who are old souls. <laughs> Although I've been told recently I'm a new soul. No way. Who told you that? A coach of mine and a mentor that I respect highly. And I it was hmm. I was actually she said you're you came a little naively into this world wanting to fix a lot of people with your very bright light. Hmm. <laughs> well, all right. Which actually makes sense for the life that I've lived so far, I've definitely been attracted to some darkness. So, could be. Well, it's if interesting. You're, if you're it's a interesting. New, sorry to interrupt. Oh, if, yeah, fine. If you're a new soul, then watch out because you're going to be fierce when you get about <laughs> like 500 more lifetimes in you. <laughs> I know. I, well, I always consider myself an old soul. And you know what, though? I want to say one other thing. Don't get too lost in this kind of stuff either. You know, I think like. The more spiritual side of business is amazing, but don't let that halt you either. It doesn't really matter if I'm an old soul or a new soul. I'm not supposed to know that. What I'm supposed to know is is what I'm figuring out day to day. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So don't get caught up in anything. Like, just go live the life and you'll figure it out. <laughs> totally. You are a super wise 28-year-old. How about <laughs> Thank that? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us, Sarah Cook, how can people find you? Yes. So you can find me a few different ways. So I do have a podcast as well. Yay. It is the Freedom Obsessed Podcast. Check it out. Um, my website is Sarah Cook Coaching. It's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-O-K coaching.com. And then Coach Sarah Cook on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Yeah. Yay. And so I like to put my guests on the spot. Oh, gosh. And so, Sarah, <laughs> could you leave our listeners with a challenge? related to this topic. Oh, yeah. So why don't you just ask yourself what's one thing that you are craving in your life that you're not making time for and go make time for it, you know? If you want to go dance, if you want to take dance lessons, go book your damn, damn dance <laughs> lesson right now. I know, and, like, that's nothing crazy. Like, I mean, I, people say this all the time, but seriously, like, that's it, though. I mean, it's. I wish I could say something more profound, but no, no. That is the perfect challenge because it's you know transformation comes in the form of a thousand subtle shifts. Yes. Right. So yes. this is actually not this. This is like a what's one thing you've been craving to do, and you haven't given yourself permission to do it. Yeah. That is perfect. Yeah. Just go do it. Just go do it. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and hit subscribe wherever you're listening. We have lots of amazing episodes ahead that you won't want to miss. And if you're interested in going deeper into the world of soul-guided business growth, then head on over to my website and sign up to my newsletter. 
at allisonscammell.com. You'll receive three free soul-guided meditations to help you get a vision for growth for your business in six months and where to place your focus on today to get there. That's allisonscammell.com, and you can find that link in the show notes. And until next time, let's grow there together.